is Pete Moore. I'm on Halo Talks with Raj from First Credit, a uh, local Northeasterner with me from Madison, New Jersey, and uh, want to have our audience understand what you guys do, um, why you're the preferred partner, and um, how you can help people be more successful. So welcome to Halo Talks. Oh, thank you, Pete, for having me over. Much appreciated. Sure. So uh, why don't we just do a, a quick description of the company, and then uh, we'll kind of move forward. I'll ask you some uh, some tough questions. That's fine. Not going to be tough. They'll all be Halo <laughs> softballs. That's fine. We'll take it as it comes. So First Credit Services has been around for 25 years. Uh, I actually acquired it about uh, six years ago. And uh, the company essentially helps uh, uh, organizations in the health and fitness marketplace, uh, could be larger boxes or smaller studios, in terms of helping them with their AR management. Uh, what I mean by that is once they finish their uh, whole process of billing and getting their money from the billing companies uh, who are out there, and then those billing companies turn over their member data and the amounts owed to us, and that's where we come in. So usually we step in after the 30, 60, or 90 day process is over, or it could be even at the time of a credit card decline, and we pretty much run with the process and help clubs recover that extra money which they are missing out on. The, the philosophy is not just to get the money back, which is, a, which is a, I feel, always a byproduct of working with first credit services, but the philosophy is if you are with first credit services, we engage with the member and we try to resolve the situation why in the first place the member did not pay and then try to get him back at the club so he can resolve the situation and get back to the, his mission of exercising. Now, if we don't talk to the customer, we don't try to engage and retain, and we don't try to collect the challenge, chances are the member would go on to the club next door. So it's best for us to talk and resolve and move on, and that's the value we provide to the fitness industry. Gotcha. Um, and and what, what prompted you to buy the business? Uh, I have been in the back office uh, business process outsourcing world, as I call, in my earlier ventures, which I cashed out in 2007. So I was looking at the right opportunity and this whole space of uh, uh, being able to help uh, a lot of health and fitness players. And we also do this for other markets, including the automotive market or the healthcare market. Uh, we just felt that there's a great value creation uh, with our experience and our ability to, you know, not only collect money, but also improve customer satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And um, from a standpoint of, uh, of looking at the sector, and, and you kind of touched on this, but you know the delicacy of, um, of these conversations with, with members, some of it may be because you know, they you know, have some financial strain, uh, some of it may be um, you know, they didn't get a bill, you know, what, whatever it is. Um, you know, how do you differentiate or like what's the culture that you've been able to cultivate inside of your company that, uh, you know, differentiates um, you versus other companies that might be taking, you know, a little harsher tactics that maybe that, that customer's never going to come back because of an experience they had in this type of setting. Right. Let me address that from a health and fitness market perspective. The first thing we all need to understand as health and fitness operators, our customer base resides in a 10-mile radius. You know, there are enough options for a customer to go to within the 10-mile radius. So nobody's going to, very rarely, are, we'll find people coming 20, 30 miles just to exercise. Right. So having that understanding, it just means that you cannot be harsh to the members of your community. Sure. Uh, so the most important part is uh, 
while I will not give you my secret sauce, but what I'll try to share with you is, we, our approach is primarily to engage and be very soft approached. And in case the member doesn't want to pay, just say, you know, and move on to the next consumer. Right. Uh, we are absolutely against sending any form of legal letters, absolutely against trying to create any kind of, you know, uh, arguments with these customers. We don't threaten people that we'll sue them. Uh, uh -huh. it's, a, it's a $100 or $200 bill. All it needs is a talk. And more importantly, we also make sure that, you know, we are giving the customers enough choices to pay. So in addition to the various forms of payment, we also agree on a payment plan. We also help them engage back with the club where they can go back and exercise. So it's, it's a, it's a non-threatening, consultative, member engagement, retention model with a, a very softer approach. Gotcha, gotcha. And from a standpoint of the changes in technology now that you've seen on the, on the payment processing side, uh, I know from my own habits, yeah, I've got my credit cards, I've got my bank account, I've got my PayPal, I've got my Venmo. I don't know, I, don't, I probably forgot the password for the rest of them. But um, how has that changed, like, the ability to collect more, or has it made it more complicated because you've got so many different payment processing choices? Do you see it as um, the more credit that, that gets expanded, the more credit that needs to be collected? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to understand from a financial services standpoint, uh, you know, where do you see the industry going on on so, your service that you're providing? Great question. Uh, the, the situation is that uh, we in, in the United States still very much depend on uh, ACH, which is our bank accounts, and mm -hmm. our credit cards and debit cards, which are attached to the bank account. One thing that is definitely we see, the days of writing a check are completely over. Sure. So, so people usually go for we an used ACH. to lose those anyway, so yeah, I'm glad absolutely. those went away. <laughs> and people prefer to carry a debit card in their pocket than trying to carry a checkbook. Sure, right sure. So we, that's definitely happened. Uh, most of the payment payment market, as far as the fitness industry is concerned, I would say 80 to 90 percent is concentrated uh, with major operators still in the in the hands of credit cards and debit cards. But in terms of emerging technology, I think uh, the situation with wallets is getting more and more interesting, and um, people will start transacting in wallets, especially for the smaller amounts, especially the over-the-counter kind of stuff. I'm buying a drink. I'm buying an energy bar. I'm buying this. I'm buying that. Uh, buying some apparel, so that is going to happen. And memberships also are changing. Uh, it is changing from being those annual long-drawn two-year contracts sure. to really a month-to-month -month play. So uh, clubs have to step up in terms of being able to engage and retain their customers. And uh, you know, just just a piece of paper will not help the customer stay back. Right. So um, flipping over to the investors that that are part of our network that are listening to this. Um, have you gone into, you know, buying receivables uh, and then doing the collections on your own, or, or are you only <clears throat> focused on there's a recurring payment, you're trying to get that payment back up to, um, you know, into compliance or whatever the payment schedule is, or have you looked at an opportunity to go and buy a certain amount of receivables uh, and then collect on those just as a business practice. Got it. I'm intrigued uh, with the space. So Yes, I got it. Uh, so uh, from time and again, there have been opportunities where uh, clubs have approached us that they wanted to cash out on their receivables, and we do do look at them on a deal-specific basis, and we do buy them. Uh, do I? Is that a business model of ours? Certainly not. Our model is to basically help them service 
engage and retain members. But yes, if there is a companies out there who want to cash out on the receivables, we're definitely buyers. Uh, I think the most important thing I would like to say, whether you whether we service it or we buy it, there are three key, key words in our business of collections, and those are compliance and more compliance, and then compliance, compliance, and compliance. So that is the- If you don't get the, it by now, it's compliance. It's right, compliance. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So, uh, you know, from a standpoint of uh, partnering with clubs, how many uh, locations do you currently service, and are you uh, fully uh, integrated and API'd with uh, the large billing companies? Uh, great question. We are uh, servicing currently over 4,000 clubs in the wow. United States. And in terms of uh, integrating, we are out there, uh, except for maybe one, we are out there integrated with every other platform. So all the big boys in the club, and also the boys who handle the studio and the personal fitness and the uh, yoga yoga studio market, kickboxing studios, big box, everybody is within. Also, we work with both independent operators and also with franchise brands. So we are spread across the spectrum from a, from a large 30, 40, 50,000 square feet club down to a 1,500 square feet studio. And um, last question is uh, the benefit of using a third party like yourselves that obviously um, does things with, with integrity and does things um, in compliance is that the, the, the operator never has to have this kind of awkward conversation, you know, with a member and, and you know, it's better understood that there's a third party and you're trying to get people back into the system. So just why don't you spend a minute on just from a business model standpoint and from like things that you want to do as an owner operator and, and run your business and things that you don't want to do. You know, just talk about that. Sure. So I think, you know, the clubs are best suited to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, focus on their core core business, which is run the club. Sure. So they should be spending their time in basically welcoming their members, managing the front office, man maintaining their point of sale, keeping their doors open, keeping the equipment working, keeping the lockers and bathrooms clean, mm -hmm. and that's the focus area. Meet and greet the members. Uh, collecting money, especially on a declined credit card or, an AC, or a check, is a is a challenging effort, and it, it, you do not want your front office, whom you always want to keep smiling, to have this awkward conversation when there sure, are other members sure. trying to get into the club, right behind this one. So I think uh, they need to focus on what their core is, and then give out the uh, the non-core area, especially the area of card declines and collections, to somebody like us because. We can engage with them, and we also have an ability to engage with them on their behalf. It doesn't have to be a third-party collection gotcha. model. Okay, we can be a, we do that right now for a lot of brands where we are engaging with them as a first party. We and, can do and, that. And then, what would you say? Um, how material is this to club? So, if if there are some groups out here that are, you know, starting up um, a new location uh, or multi-location, like. They need to know that this is an important part of the, the revenue cycle and the, the cash management of a business. Um, so can you just maybe, whether it's statistics or, um, you know, dollars of like, look, this is money that, that you've serviced, uh, you provided, and, you know, you need to get paid. Sure. I think the big service advantage here is... Uh, when they come to us, they are also able to measure the effectiveness of their own billing company because they realize how much money has the billing company actually invoiced and collected and how much is left on the table which First Credit is collecting. And if we are able to do a good job, which means there, is, there are gaps in the, in the process before us. Gotcha. And okay. the other important point and the most important point is 
while you are coming to us for collections, but please understand, those dollars are a byproduct. What you're getting is an engagement with the member and a chance for that member to come back and resolve a situation and join the club. So sure. we are driving membership in the community, membership in the club, as much as you're putting dollars in the uh, club owner's pockets. Gotcha. All right, great. Well, um, it's good to meet you in person and uh, look forward to working and helping make sure that the Halo sector continues to be a profitable industry and that people are working with the right partners to help them achieve that success. Thank you very much for having us over, and we look forward to a continued dialogue on this platform. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you.